Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment and credible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting. I am Tom Barton for the Sports Garden Network. Go check us out at sportsgarden.com, G-A-R-T-E-N, hashtag S-G-N on all the social media handles at Sports Garden as well. All right, guys, let's get into it. Week five in the NFL is here. We have a couple of bye weeks this week, so you got to pay attention to the bye weeks. We're going to have a little shorter of a slate, uh, but we do have some big names returning. We have, obviously, Jonathan Taylor taking control of most of the news, saying, hey, I'm here. If I wasn't committed, I wouldn't be here. He's ready to go. So we'll talk about Jonathan Taylor, who looks like he's ready to go this week. We also have Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup coming back as well. So two huge names, you fantasy players out there, absolutely massive names coming back into the lineup. First, both first-round picks, both, let's be honest, in a lot of places, top five picks in fantasy drafts, both coming back. And we don't have a lot of massive injuries to talk about this week because a couple of guys that really did get injured, reality is that they're on a bye week. So we have a shorter slate of games, but this should be a pretty good week for the watching public. For the betting public, it can get a little complicated, so we're going to have to kind of find our areas. Take a look at Thursday night, and we're going to start off with that. This line opened up at 5.5. It's up to 6. Washington over the Bears. Total is 44.5. Look, Washington has played well by the quick metrics of, you know what, let's look at their record in their 2-2. Two and two. Oh, that's great. But did they really? Look, they should have lost to the Cardinals in Week 1. They should have lost to the Broncos in Week 2. They were getting beat up bad. Broncos just couldn't hold that lead. They got absolutely humiliated by the Bills, 37-3, to in a game that they couldn't do anything. And then last week against the Eagles, they had a good offensive game. Their defense just couldn't stop anybody, and uh, they wound up losing that game. They're playing a lot of close games. Three, three games within one score, and then the other game they got blown out of. Look, the Bears haven't won a game since week 11 last year. Every other team in the four professional sports have won a game since the last time the Bears won a game. So it's hard to trust this Bears team. I mean, it really is hard to trust the Chicago Bears. But one thing we also do know is that the Bears, their defense is terrible. The Bears defense have allowed 25 or more points in each one of their last 14 losses. That's atrocious. And tonight, they will be without uh, their starting safety, without their starting cornerback, and Joaquin Brisker, their other safety, is actually banged up. I like what I saw in Justin Fields last week. I like what I saw on the offense, finally moving the ball downfield. It's something I thought that they could do. But I just don't trust this defense at all to take the Bears. But I don't trust Washington laying nearly a touchdown, especially against a Bears team that can create some interesting things. I, I, I think with all of these games going under, and it's been an underfest for our primetime games, underfest all over the place, I, I think that you have to look at the over because the Bears defense is just so bad. Now, Washington's defense, you could say, hey, it's good and I think it's going to get better, you're right. Uh, and a Bears offense can be very stagnant. Uh, but I think, look, uh, just according to the last uh, you know, year and a half, we have to chalk Washington up for 25 points. At least they'll probably get into that 28 range. So can the Bears get you 17 points? Can the Bears get, get you 20 points? That's what you're looking at tonight. 
Let's go over to London, 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning. Bills, Jaguars, here we go again over in London. Man, the Jaguars didn't lose, and I, I didn't leave, and I think that that helps them. They're coming off of a win. They stayed in London for two weeks, and that's got to help the body clock. Bills are five-and-a-half-point favorites after their huge blowout. Look, I picked the Bills before the year to win the Super Bowl. Before the year, I thought that this Bills team was going to click, and I thought because of their defense was finally healthy, their defense was going to be it. They lost that Jets game, and, and we did lose some money. Came back against the Raiders. We won there. I, I came back against the Commanders. Absolutely cleaned up. And last week against the Dolphins. Again, their offense was absolutely unstoppable, and their defense looked good. Defense held that Miami uh, offense pretty much down most of the game. So now you have the Jaguars. Jaguars are not clicking on all cylinders. I get that. And, and the assumption here is that the Bills are going to roll. But they lost Tredavious White. I think that's a massive, massive loss. Last week... Uh, Terrell was on uh, the number one receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who now is the number one receiver in Ridley, all game. They, he was blanketed him, and he does that. And, and if you have a number one, you can kind of shut that team down. They don't have that anymore. The Bills do not have that. Tredavious White going down is a massive blow to this defense. The fact that they have to travel is also a worry. The fact that Jacksonville didn't have to travel. I know everybody's on the Bills here. And again, I have the Bills winning the Super Bowl. This is a dangerous game. Texans, Falcons, Falcons, minus one and a half. You look at Houston, and they're doing things without offensive linemen. Look, they had lost two of their three offensive linemen earlier in the year. They lost both left tackles. Um, Damian Peace can't get anything running, but C.J. Stroud is absolutely fantastic. C.J. Stroud has come on like gangbusters here and been throwing the ball all day, all, all often, and it's working out. Nico Collins is the one. Tank Dell is the two. These guys look fantastic. They really do. You got to be able to run the ball in this league, and the Falcons know everything about that. All they do is run. They can't get anything going from Desmond Ritter. So if you say, okay, we got a home team at home that can run the ball, the Texans can give up big runs. Uh, but C.J. Stroud's going to be able to throw the ball against Atlanta. Yeah, maybe. So it's kind of who's going to have the ball last. But the, the thing that we have to remember, again, is the travel, right? This is a young Atlanta team that lost a game in London, now have to travel back and play this, this upstart Texans team. The Texans are finally going to start to get some recognition. I don't think the Lions makers did it this week. Lions, Panthers, this line's up over 10 now. Bryce Young is going to start, even though he doesn't give them the best position to win. I think Andy Dalton's a better player, but obviously you want to give the number one overall pick. He has struggled. And Aiden Hutchinson is going to make his life a living hell this week. You look at the Lions, uh, Jared Goff is just a different guy at home. He has thrown two or more touchdown passes in just about every game over the last year and a half when he's at home. That's what he does. Prop players take notice. The Lions are effectively the much better team here. But the Panthers have some good things going on in defense. Now, I didn't like that that Thompson went down on their defensive side. They still have Burns. You still have Chin. I hate giving double digits in the NFL. I think the Lions win the game. I think the Lions win the game and kind of handle the game most of the game. I just don't like to give double digits in the NFL. Titans, Colts. Colts are now, uh, they're about a two-point underdog. The Titans' run defense is fantastic. Now, the Colts get Jonathan Taylor back. Everyone's going to pay attention to that, but it's the run defense. You can't run on Tennessee. You have to pass. Anthony Richardson is fun. That's great, but he's got to be able to throw the ball, and I don't know if he can. I don't know if he's got the receivers to do it. I like Pittman. I like Alec Pierce, but I don't know if he's got the receivers to do it downfield to scare the Titans enough. I like what the Titans are doing. The Titans are, are they went for it three times on first down. They started, uh, came out with a play-action pass. They are saying to everybody, we know what you think we're going to run. We're going to run Derrick Henry all day long, and we're going to pull it back, and we're going to throw it downfield. I, I do believe that the Colts' defense, while they are opportunistic, they can be beat downfield. So can Ryan Tannehill throw the ball, and can the Colts 
decide to, you know what, we don't have to run, and Richardson actually move the ball downfield. Dolphins, Giants, Dolphins 10-point favorites have now moved up to a 12-point favorite in some spots. Look, Miami's going to win this game. Back at home after their, their loss to Buffalo, that's got to sit badly upon them. Their defense can't stop anybody, but the Giants are garbage. I mean, the Giants are pure garbage. Daniel Jones, even if they get Barkley back, it's going to be rough. Their offensive line is in shambles. Their offensive lineman this week, uh, Evan Neal, actually attacked the fans. He went publicly and attacked the fans, called them hamburger flippers. It is a mess there. But the Dolphins' pass rush is not that good. And the Dolphins' defense, for all that we talk about, about 70 points, wow, Miami this and Miami that, uh, they gave up 48 to Buffalo. They still gave up 20 to the Broncos. They gave up 17 to an inept Patriots team, 34 to the Chargers. You just don't like what you can see. I just don't believe that the Giants are the team to be able to move the ball here. Um, if anything, kind of looking at that total of 48. Think about the Giants could uh, throw a couple of touchdowns on the board and uh, Miami probably get into that 30 range. Saints and Patriots. Derek Carr did not look like he should have been starting yesterday. He did not look like he should have been starting at all. The Patriots are one-point favorites at home. Let's be honest. Mac Jones should not be starting. Now, I would be all over the Patriots in this spot. At home, short number. uh, After a couple of losses, I would be all over the Patriots in this spot. But they lost their number one defensive player, Christian Gonzalez, who was probably going for Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's out, done, done for the season. They lost Matthew Judon, who is clearly their second-best player, unless you want to say first-best player, on the entire team. Um, Matthew Judon is out, done for this game. So you lose your two best impact defensive players. I can't go anywhere near this game. Derek Carr didn't look good, but defensively, I don't know what New England's going to look with these big, big, big-time under— these big guys that under the radar, you can say, because defensive guys really are under the radar under-the-radar type of players where you you turn around and you go, look, if they're living and dying on defense, and that's exactly what they are. They are living and dying on defense, uh, but they can't get anything done. I, I mean, that is a problem when you're sitting back and you're really kind of breaking down what this team does. Now, Ravens, Steelers. Steelers look like a mess. We don't know if Kenny Pickett's going to play. He's leaning towards maybe playing. We don't know about that. The Ravens look good, but... They're still banged up. They might be getting a couple of guys back. I know that Humphreys played this week. Maybe that. But I do have a lot of statistics that just tell you do not bet against Mike Tomlin in this spot. Mike Tomlin, as a home underdog, the Steelers are 14-3. and Yeah, that's amazing, right? Coming off of a loss of more than seven points when they get blown out, they're 8-1 and against the spread. The underdog in this series is 18-2 and against the spread since 2005. I, I mean... You just look at this game and you go, every single thing is just in that spot that it's against the Ravens. I like the Ravens. I think the Ravens should win. I cannot bet against Tomlin in this spot. Bengals, Cardinals. Bengals are given three points on the road. The Cardinals are feisty. I like the Cardinals. I took them last week. Even in the loss, it shouldn't have been a loss. A couple of drops in the end zone there at the end of the game. Uh, You look at Joe Burrow and you could say he's just not himself. T. Higgins is out of this game. I don't know why people are still back in this Bengals team. Maybe they're going to break out one day. Maybe Joe Burrow is going to wake up and be completely healthy and say, here we go, we're going to just fire it down. I am not going against them in this spot. I don't lo- I don't necessarily trust the Bengals here because I think that this Bengals de- – I'm sorry, the Cardinals here because I think this Bengals defense could be very good, but I don't trust them. Eagles, Rams, Rams four-and-a-half-point favorites, uh, four-and-a-half-point underdog at home, Cooper Cup coming back. One thing you could do against the Eagles is you could pass against them. This was a great defense last year. 
This year, not looking so good. Look, Washington and Sam Howell put up 31 against him. The Vikings put up 28. Even the Patriots put up 20 against them in the air. Now comes the Rams, Stafford and Atwell and Puka and, and Cup. They could make this a real, real, real close game. But again, we're looking at a situation where uh, Jalen Hurts in the regular season has lost one game. One game, guys. Jets, Broncos, everybody onto the Zach Wilson bandwagon, yet the Jets are getting two points on the road against the Broncos. Broncos look bad uh, for a game and a half. They give up 70, and then they will lose into the Bears. But they put it together kind of in the fourth quarter. I give that uh, more credit to the Bears' inept defense than I do to the Denver Broncos. I think the Broncos are broken. I think Russell Wilson's broken. I don't believe that Zach Wilson all of a sudden turned things around. He's going to be a great quarterback, but I've been defending the kid. He's got a lot of talent. So you look at the Jets and you go, okay, you have a very good defense. You have a quarterback that kind of found his way. I think Brees Hall, this is a Brees Hall type of game. Broncos are banged up. Jerry Judy's hurting. Javante Williams is hurting. I think Russell Wilson is cooked. Yeah, this is a a live underdog to me. Chiefs, Vikings, Chiefs giving five and a half on the road. Look, the Chiefs seem to win everything, but they never cover. And another game here where they did not cover. The Vikings are sitting at one and three. A big win here, a home win, would turn their season around. The problem is I don't believe in their defense. I don't think that they can stop Patrick Mahomes. And now Pachenko is running really well. I think Rice starts to play a role. Of course, you have Kelsey. And the Chiefs' defense is really good. Again, you look at the Chiefs' uh, offense, and everything is always going to be projected at you know Holmes, uh, Mahomes and Auto over there, right? Everything is going to be projected at that. Their defense, though, held the Lions to 21, Jaguars to 9, Bears to 10, Jets to 20. I mean, that's what they've done. I think it's a defensive game here that we are overlooking because the Chiefs can score with anybody. But I don't know if the Vikings are going to be able to score on the Chiefs. 49ers, Cowboys, Sunday night football. The Niners are four-point favorites over the Cowboys. Cowboys offensive line is getting healthy. You watch on their social media, they put it out that they finally kind of all reported this week. But how do you bet against Brock Purdy, who has not lost in the regular season? Brock Purdy's been fantastic. He's got a 70% completion percentage. Uh, He is at home. They have extra time to kind of get ready here, a Sunday night game. I I cannot bet against the Cowboys. I don't, I, 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 against the Niners. I don't like giving them the four. I don't love laying the four, but you just can't bet against them here. Raiders, Packers, Monday night football. In Las Vegas, it's about a pick Now, I've seen the Packers move to maybe a one-point favorite. Look, we don't know who the Raiders quarterback is going to be, so I'm not going to go deep in depth here. But I think the Raiders can win this game. I am not impressed with what I see from the Packers offensively. I think Jordan Love is a disaster. I don't see any running ability there. It looks like A.J. Dillon, one of my favorite players coming out of Boston College, just is in the mud. But the Packers do have some really good wide receivers. The Raiders get beat through the air all the time. The Raiders just can't stop anybody at all. I think that Josh Jacobs could have a decent game, and I think that Devontae Adams against anybody can have a decent game. But you just can't stop the Packers, and that will be a problem here. So I'm looking at this, and I'm going, you know what? It's a tough slate of games. It's a real, real tough kind of uh, go out there and kind of pick your your favorite winner here. I, I mean, look, I think the Dolphins are a great play, but I don't like giving 12 in any spot seemingly anybody. So I'm going to go out here and I'm going to tell you, look, I, I like the total. I guess the Chiefs and the Vikings under the 53 makes the most sense to me as my best bet. All right, guys, it's going to do it for me. Go check us out at sportsgarden.com. I'm Tom Barton, and we'll be back. Bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.